Some viewers may find the following video disturbing. Viewer discretion is advised. It's Monday night, 7 p.m. in New York City, and Amelia, the Pitbull Chapman, what does that mean? What's the buzz time? It's what's the buzz time. Hello, everybody. It's 4 o'clock in L.A., 6 in Chicago, once again, 7 p.m. in New York City. I am the Mad Dog, joined as I am each and every week, God help me, by <laughs> Amelia, the Pitbull Chapman. So how the hell was your weekend, kid? It was good. I celebrated, of course, my birthday, as you know, then Thanksgiving and then relaxed. Yes, for a ladies few days. and gentlemen, and she reminded everyone who would listen <laughs> that it was her birthday. God to help us. Yes. No, the reason is because my daughter said we're gonna do everything on Thanksgiving. So I said, Good, because the only thing I had to do was pumpkin pies. They did the rest. You made pumpkin pie? Yes. Did you really? You make yeah. your own pumpkin pie? Uh-huh. And I they love did the rest. Pie. Really? Oh yeah, I do. A good one. Let's see how it travels. <laughs> right? I send you some in the mail. Now, that'll come after your daughter gives me my damn cigars or right. she ever. <laughs> I did tell her about that, and I have to. I told her, I said, well, I need a response. So I'm waiting on her response. You're waiting on her response? Excuse me? You're the mother. <laughs> I... You're waiting on her response? Well, my daughter no, is you a say, very busy girl. Get this shit down right? now, daughter. Exactly. That's how that stuff works. <laughs> Waiting on her response. Yep. Come here. <laughs> <laughs> We're also planning a wedding oh, at the my. same time. So well, it's gonna get interesting. I know she might be a little bit busy once in a while. You know, she does have to work. Yeah. But she's gotta take care of Uncle Angelo first. Okay? That's, I, that's then what I'll tell her. Work. Finish the rest of what she needs to do, right? <laughs> Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. But Papa Bear comes first. <laughs> How was your weekend? Oh my God, busy. <laughs> yeah, busy weekend. Did you guys start putting up all your Christmas decorations or finish? That was done November 1st. <laughs> November 1st? Wow. I'm not kidding. Halloween was over, mm -hmm. Christmas was done. Wow. Today, for those of you who don't know, because I haven't spread the news yet, 900 lights on my Christmas tree went out. My wife is up there trying to fix them right now. Oh. And look who entered the studio. <laughs> it's our favorite Pastor Stephen Kwiatkowski. Hey. There he is, Pastor Steve the Rowdy Rev. How are you, kid? Good. How you doing? I'm wonderful. I got a hold of Steve. I talk about the last minute. <laughs> I knew he was going to forget. Mm -hmm. I knew Pastor was going to forget because he got. First of all, in fairness to Pastor Steve, he's young. He's got a lot going on. His irons are in the fire. He's got a full plate. 
keeps you busy. Absolutely, it'll keep mm-hmm. you out of trouble or get you in more. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Well, welcome back home where you belong. It's What's the Buzz, America's Best Podcast with the Rowdy Rev, the Pitbull, mm-hmm. and the Mad Dog. Who's the fucking dog pound over here? It really is. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. As, as, as much control as you got over this crew. Mm-hmm. Tonight, oh, we got a good one, Pastor. I needed you here for this one because we got a good one. Secrets of the Vatican. And tomorrow night, I got part two for you. Inside the Vatican, what you don't know. And we are going to rock the world with some of the stuff that that I've found out. I have um, a list over here that will, that's going to get a rise out of you, Pastor Steve. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh, I'm ready for this one. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about this. Amelia, what do you know about this place called the Vatican? What What do you know? Well, I do know that uh, Hitler was paying them off some money as well. Yep, I do know true. that part of it. And it was mm-hmm. more like uh, for them saying it was some kind of a tax, which we everybody knows it wasn't. Yeah. You know what happened when she's talking about it? In case you don't know what Amelia's talking about. The Catholic Church, particularly the Pope at the time, uh, the Vatican extorted money from Adolf Hitler. Why did they do that? Because he was best friends with Mussolini. Right. Okay. You see, everybody does this, the the Heil Hitler sign. Mm -hmm. Where Hitler got that from? Mussolini. It used to be a greeting in old Rome. Hail Caesar. Yeah, exactly. Right. Remember? Yes, Hail Caesar. People that's true. don't understand their history. Heil Hitler used to be Hail Caesar. Heil actually means hail. Mm-hmm. It means to hail. You're different when they say Hail Mary. Exactly. Yes. Absolutely. Started by Julius Caesar. Hail Caesar. You know, he was like. You know, talk about a megalomaniac, but he was very tight with the Vatican, Caesar, because he was as corrupt as they are. You notice I say are, not were, Mm -hmm. because they're still corrupt. Oh, my God. Yeah. Awful. We're going to talk about this group called the Vatican. Did you know, Pastor Steve? Let's see if you do know. One of the, uh, the top three overwhelming facts about the Vatican. Number one, they are a separate country all unto themselves. Yep. The entire country. The Vatican, by the way, Amelia, mm-hmm. is its own country. Wow. And I'll tell you why they why it became its own country. It became its own country Back in time in memoriam for a reason. And he's, it's like Las Vegas. What, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Uh-huh. That's the Vatican. You know, they call uh, call the Vatican. Well, I'm starting to laugh. <laughs> call, <laughs> call the Vatican the Las Vegas of its time because what happens there stays there. 
Nothing gets out that they don't want out. That's number one. Number two, mm-hmm. they have the bodies of four murdered popes in the Vatican. Four murdered popes. Every pope that's ever lived is buried under the Vatican. Four of them were murdered, and they're in a separate spot. Okay? The last pope that was murdered was Pope John Paul I. They called him the smiling pope. Always smiling. He was pope for 31 days. And they poisoned him. Why? Because he was going to change church doctrine. Okay? You don't do that. Well, you can if you're the Pope, but they they had too much control at the time. Who's they? The Jesuits. That's That's the hit squad. That's the Vatican hit squad, the Jesuits. Oh God, absolutely! Oh, absolutely, he is. Of course, he is. And that was a, that was a big deal when he became pope. Um, the fact that he's a Jesuit. The other thing that I found utterly fascinating about the Vatican is that they have, and I can't, folks. Look at me. I got my pastor sitting with me. Right. I can't make this up. Nope. They have a time machine. Yes. They I can't Amelia. Oh, I researched it too. Yeah. And that's what I found out that they have a they time have machine. They have a time machine at the Vatican. Yes. Yes. It will let you a real, a real honest to God, a real time travel apparatus. And this one lets you see the future and the past. And yeah, they can go backwards and forwards. Yes. Previously, now let me tell everybody what we're talking about. Well, it's a big part of it. It's a big part of it. The Ark of the Covenant is another thing that we're going to talk about because it's not where people think it is. Everybody thinks that the Ark of the Covenant is in Ethiopia, guarded by this tribe of... And it's not. It's in the Vatican. They have the Ark. There's no question about it. They have the Ark. And, and how we know that is it's directly tied to this time machine. The time machine is the ark. It is. Yeah. It is. We're, going to, we're actually going to do a, a complete and separate show that I want everybody to know about because we, we love talking about these conspiratorial shows. And conspiratorial programs on this network are nothing new, but when we talk about conspiracy theory as opposed to conspiracy truth, that's the difference. We are not conspiracy theorists. We're conspiracy truthers because I can back up everything I say. Absolutely. Okay. And so can Pastor Steve. The other thing that I found utterly fascinating That's the first two. The third thing that struck me as completely, like, I would never think of it. The Vatican has been in touch with extraterrestrials. I can believe that. I certainly They have, did you know, I didn't know this. I found this out today. Did you know that the Vatican has an official government liaison to the Italian government that's involved in their 
astronomy program to, to seek stars and and what things that are moving that are not stars and they're tracking wormwood yes. it, that's what we're talking about that's what we're talking about exactly they're, they're tracking wormwood there's a, a a group of people that have renamed wormwood they call it nibiru yeah, you know what I'm talking about then. We're, we're going to do another show about that. It sure is. Namiru. Yeah. Yep. The new, um, could be the new living translation or something that mentions that. But the new world translation was Namiru. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Jehovah's Witnesses. Yeah. I'll tell you what else is scriptural people don't think about. The term Anunnaki. You know what the term Anunnaki means, Amelia? No. Could you uh, let me know about that? Absolutely. It means from whom the heavens came. Oh. When people didn't, when people saw things they didn't understand, remember what I said before, they did one of two things. Right. They told stories about it or they drew it. They drew it. That's right. why we have so many uh, <laughs> cave drawings. We've got so much artwork in Italy. Did you know, and again, I can't make this up. Mm-hmm. The Vatican is the home to the largest pornographic archive on planet Earth, including necrophilia, pedophilia, um, uh, necrophilic sodomy, which is fucking dead people excuse me i'm sorry yes, folks, but that... we did issue a warning at the beginning of the show mm-hmm. yeah. um you can't make this stuff up no. they it, it is it's just utterly repulsive and this pope who came in as a lamb smiling and gentle and you know pope francis this lamb has quickly become a devouring lion Big time, is, brother. Is that what's tied to the Egyptians too? Their drawings as well attached to the yes. Catholic Church. Yep, exactly, exactly. So tonight we're going to talk about this inside the Vatican, the secrets of the Vatican. We've got somebody here in the chat, Leon. Hey, Leon is here. Um, hey, Leon. Uh, oh, he's talking about the dog. What <laughs> kind of dog pound, Leon? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's for another show, Leon. Yeah, that's like um, if they get on my bad side, that's a different thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because I get started with well, Leon, we'll be here. We'll get way off. The, um, so we're going to talk about. Let me give you some, just, just some. Um, we got a lot to cover. I want to give you just some short factual information, and then we can talk about this. Okay. You know, Pastor Steve, being a member of the clergy, that spirit is real. Good spirit and evil, and those are the only two that exist. Got good or bad. There's no middle grounds of spirit, correct? Okay. How many exorcisms would you believe, would you think, the Catholic Church would authorize each year? You know, it's fun. I've actually, in all my years of ministry, I've done three. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I just done them while I was prompted by the Holy Spirit. I've had people right. walk into the actual church building. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one was done while in the hospital with someone, and then that, 
anyway, they are very real. Yep. Things oh, yeah. don't fly off the wall like in the exit. No. And there's no green throw up like no. <laughs> yeah, we talked about <laughs> right. That's that pea soup yeah, stuff. That's how we would. Um, you know what's funny? Like, yeah, because you have to go up, and they are so um strict. structured. Yes. Strict. Yes. You know, I would I, and I'm talking 17 years in pastoral ministry. Mm -hmm. three, so. Yeah. They, the Catholic Church and the Pope specifically, uh, must authorize each exorcism. Imagine this. Yeah. Now, think, think about this number I'm going to throw at you. More than 100,000 exorcisms are authorized by the Vatican every year wow. must go through the pope and they must go to uh, father gabriel amorth he, he is passed on since he's now been replaced by another uh, member of the clergy at the vatican but he was the chief exorcist of the vatican for 60 years he was also portrayed in the motion picture, The Exorcist. You, if you remember The Exorcist, Amelia? Yes, I do. Okay. Mm -hmm. They had to jump through hoops to get a priest out there. Oh, if absolutely. you remember the movie. Yes. The older priest, he, I think he was the one that assisted Father Karras. Exactly. Yeah. Father Karras was Brad Davis, the young mm -hmm. younger priest with the dark hair. Um, the older priest... He represented Father Gabriel Amorth, the 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 representative of the the uh, the um, of the Vatican, the Catholic right. Church's representative of the Vatican. The exorcism rite is not just limited to the chief exorcist. Hear this one out: the exorcism can be also performed by the sitting pontiff over the years. 11 popes have actually performed exorcisms. In 2018, the BBC reported the, the Vatican welcomed, listen to this one, the Vatican welcomed 250 exorcist priests from around the world to their annual exorcism workshop. That's, we know now because... Satanism is on the rise. Oh, absolutely. Spiritual demonism is on the rise. Okay. And the, the, the need for exorcists now is, it's like, it's crazy. It's like beyond, um, you talk about like um, a company being short-staffed. The Vatican, think of it this way. The Vatican's a company and they were severely short-staffed of exorcists. Because they had five, now they've got two hundred and fifty, as of as of this writing. Wow. Here's one that Amelia brought up earlier. Mm -hmm. Can't make it up. Nope. The Vatican helped the Nazis. They helped war criminals escape, and they kept them from. Think about this: the Vatican was playing both ends against the middle, because Italy was an ally, Always. okay, to America. But the Vatican, remember what I said, the Vatican is its own separate country. Correct. They are 
uh, a lie to no one except who they wish to be. All right. And they made money, huge, huge money from Hitler and from the Jews. They made big money from both because they played, as I said, they played both ends against the middle. And what did they do? <laughs> they <laughs> robbed from Peter and they gave to Paul at a yeah. price. <laughs> at a price, though. At a price. Okay, let me tell you how they did it. After the victory of the Allied forces in Germany, to end World War II, the Nazis were forced, forced to seek refuge outside Europe. Thousands of Nazis managed to escape to South America, specifically Argentina, Chile, and Brazil. How do we know this is true? Because they found Himmler in Brazil, okay, alive in Brazil. They found um, Hitler. Uh, no hit, Hitler. Yes, and I'll explain that in a minute. They found Joseph Mengele, the Doctor of Death. Mm -hmm. Okay, the uh, the guy who the sick mind that came up with the concentration camps. Oh, that yes. was Joseph Mengele, and they found a guy alive who they believed was Hitler. Now he didn't live much longer than that. Much longer after they found him, and he passed. But they believed that they found Hitler alive and well in Chile. Can't make this stuff. I'm sorry, Argentina, not Chile. Let me tell you what they say. Harvard researcher Gerald Schneider wrote a book that shows travel documents pointing to the Vatican having helped the Nazis travel to these countries. Uh, he argues that it was done with the hope of reviving European Christianity. Bullshit. I call bullshit. Right. And fear of the growing influence of the Soviet Union. Double bullshit. The Vatican, however, has refused to comment on these claims. You know why the Vatican refuses to, to comment? Because they, if they implicate themselves, if they say boo to any of this, that means all of it's true. If they, yeah, they have to remain silent. Yeah. If oh, yeah. they say, even if they, Pastor Steve, if they say no comment, right. they're saying yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because if it's no comment, then they're hiding something, aren't they? Mm -hmm. Oh, It's okay? also time for a commercial break, by the way. I hate to interrupt. It is. It is. Mm -hmm. Boy, she's on the ball tonight. Wow. <laughs> That's rare, but holy crap, Amelia's on the ball tonight. Commercial time. <laughs> Amelia will be back in two minutes and two seconds right here. Just wanted to start a business when something surprising happens. Today I'm going to teach you how to crochet. She started crocheting like a lot. And her friends noticed. Jess, you need to sell those. So she signed up for Shopify and started building her business. Yes, I love that. And after a lot of hard work, this happened. Oh my gosh, I just made my first sale! You see, every day, hundreds of businesses get their first sale on Shopify. We got ding! And the next could be you. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life. And become your own boss. Build it on Shopify.
Hey, Max, what's going on? I'm X, and from this moment on, I'm going to be your own personal AI DJ on Spotify. Let's go. Up next, I know you've been on a summer song kick lately, so I went back for some of your old summertime favorites. See if it warms you up. Next up, some of the music you had on a lot back in 2018. All right, Max, let's get you out of your feels and switch up the vibe. You've been into dance music lately. I got this brand new release to get you moving. Introducing DJ, the best of Spotify made just for you on Tap Away. Powered by AI, delivered by... We are back. Pastor will be with us in just a moment, but we are back. Our friends at Shopify, Spotify. Uh, our friends at Manscape are on deck. Amelia, your favorite yeah. commercial. I know how you love that <laughs> big old hairy guy in that. Not Manscaped. that one. <laughs> I know Lacey J. Dalton loved it. <laughs> I know, right? I have a question for you. The three yes. secrets of Fatima. I saw that one of them was a natural, uh, the nuclear holocaust and natural yeah. disaster, but it didn't get clear on the third one. Well, it actually did. We're going to talk about that. The third secret of Fatima. Fatima, sorry. <laughs> did did come true. Oh, it did. Well, no, no, not did come true. The, the third secret of Fatima was revealed. Okay. There's Pastor. He's back. Because all I saw was the release, uh, you know, the nuclear holocaust and the yeah. natural disaster, but I couldn't get clear on that other one. Well, I actually, funny you should say that. I happen to have that in front of me, as a matter of fact. Um, the. What she's talking about is for those of you who don't know, back in 19, I think it was 1912. Uh, 1917, I think it 17, is. 17, I'd say. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There were three children who fell to their knees in the middle of a field and, and worshipped what they believed was the Virgin Mary. Right. They thought, they thought that they saw her. Yes. Two of them became nuns. Yeah. Um, the little boy, there were two girls and a boy. The little boy died when he was a child. Oh, no. um, let me tell everybody what Amelia's talking about. These three children, they saw what they believed to be the Virgin Mary in the sky. Mm -hmm. And she gave and she came back time after time. Like for this is like for weeks. Yeah. That she came back to them. And one day she gave them messages. And they told everyone what the messages were. Okay. <laughs> there were three messages that they gave right. these children. Two have been revealed over time. The third allegedly was revealed by Pope John Paul II in 2000, in the year 2000. Here's the problem with that. When they revealed the third secret, mm -hmm. 
It had nothing to do with the other two. So it led many scholars to believe that the Vatican, again, the Vatican was keeping the third secret a secret because they didn't feel like humanity could handle it. And what the third secret was, and I believe is, and this is nothing, I didn't get a pipeline from God. This just goes with my natural inclination with the first two. The destruction of mankind and the rebuilding of a new human a human race. But we see that now. Oh, it's yeah. happening now. We did shows on it, Pastor. AI, Absolutely. New World yes. Order, artificial yes. intelligence. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Here's what the what the church said. The supposed suppression of the third secret fueled rumors that its contents were regarding a nuclear holocaust, natural disaster, or so on. We know what it is now. The secret of the contents of the secret uh, of the secret of Fatima were released in 2000 and did not do, did not do much to quelch the speculation. In other words, here's what we're saying. Again, the Vatican being the Vatican, we can neither confirm nor deny. Well, guess what? If you can't confirm it and you can't deny it, you just confirmed it. If you say, I can't deny it. Well, then you confirmed it. And if you say it exactly, and if you say I can't confirm it, you're a hypocrite because you just confirmed it. Right. By proxy is exactly right. That's what you see. People in high places like this, it's called admission by omission. You know what that means, Amelia? No. Admission by omission. It means telling the truth this much, but leaving this much, that uh, much out. The rest of it out. <laughs> yep. But because you didn't lie, you just didn't tell everything. It's called admission by omission. Oh. And oh. it's been going on for centuries. In other it's words, you just, want, you just want people to know certain things, but you're only going to tell them a certain amount of information. Ex- exactly. Exactly. Even like in Washington, D.C., mm-hmm. they're all Romanesque. And you just you just reminded me of something yeah. yesterday in yesterday's. Culture. Yeah. And yesterday, here's what I saw. It was the Roman Coliseum. Mm-hmm. OK, I can't make this up. It was the Roman Coliseum right next to AT&T Stadium. Mm. Guess what? Today's modern arenas are all, every one of them, are all modeled after the Coliseum. They are. Yes. Everyone. Hands down, they are. Okay. What was the Coliseum? What did they do there? They killed Christians for entertainment. Oh, the battles and stuff that they did, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it did could be any kind of battle. The Coliseum was so big that they used to fill it with water. And have naval battles. That, I can't make this up. Wow. They have actually go to, if you ever go to Rome, they've actually they actually have 
water aqueducts that lead right into the Colosseum. They used to flood the Colosseum floor, and two teams of gladiators would row and have naval battles. You, it's, it's a part of history. We already know. It's true. It's crazy stuff. Plus, you could see where the water lines were. It's still there. Crazy stuff. It's really bizarre. Here's um, what a lot of people, too, don't know. And we're, we're, we're going to start talking about some of this. Um, one of the biggest things, and, you know, I'm Italian, so I love the Godfather movies. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so, Steve, you know, right? The Godfather yeah. movies. Right? Here's the thing. In Godfather Part 3, even they referred it into Part 2, but Part 3, they really dug it. The Vatican Bank and the changing of the Pope. Okay? Remember, I said that they killed Pope John Paul I. Right. In Godfather Part 3, they killed the Pope in that movie. Why? Because he was going to change doctrine. The other thing that he was going to do, he was going to do away with the Vatican Bank. That's who had him killed, the Vatican Bank. This is a bank in the movie, Godfather 3. They call it Immobiliare. Okay? And in real life, it's called the IOR. Um, and I don't know what it's... I'll tell you what it stands for in just a second. I have it here somewhere. Um, uh, here, Here it is. The IOR, International Works of Religion. And that's what the Vatican, that's what it's called. The official name of the Vatican Bank is called the International Works of Religion. It's, an institu- it's supposed to be a religious institution. But the Vatican Bank, as it is commonly referred to, is called the Institute for the Works of Religion and has been involved in more than a thousand Hear what I said, folks. More than a thousand scandals, each of which was more grotesque, more um, outrageous than the next. Ranging from hush money to scandalous priests to hush money to to the Jesuits who killed their own priests to um, paying for sex and do you know that the vatican has its own nightclub no you can't make this up i swear to you folks i'm not making this up i i, I promise you i'm not they have their own nightclub <laughs> you can't. what the fuck would these priests be doing the average <laughs> age of a vatican priest is 75 that's the average age that's the same thing in this diocese. yeah you can't make this up. Where where does a 75-year-old priest want to go party? At the Vatican Club, of course. <laughs> At the Vatican Club. It, essentially what it is, it's a sex club for priests who, um, who like to diddle little boys. Uh. Yeah. Because 98% of these priests are homosexual. Yeah, that's true. You know? The number of clergy, homosexual clergy outnumbers on planet earth right now 
the number of homosexual clergy outnumbers heterosexual clergy by four to one. That's real. That's a real number. Almost all of it. The Roman Catholic Church is still the largest church in the world and will always be. Um, the Vatican Bank is also responsible for huge financial dealings with Hitler, Mussolini, and other characters of World War II, including Churchill and uh, Franklin Roosevelt. They've been involved in some of the most controversial dealings from, um, the, re from the Vatican receiving church tax money from Hitler. We talked about what Amelia mentioned that mm -hmm. earlier, tax money. Which let's be honest, Amelia, what was it really? Hush money. Hush money. Yes. Yeah, hush money. Yeah. A substantial amount of money was paid to the, the you know to to the Vatican, the IOR they call it, yeah. so that it cannot be tracked by Western banks. You can't. How do you? You can't track cash. No. How do you track cash? You can't. It's got no paper trail. Once it's spent, it's on the yeah, next. Now, oh, there's a there's a loophole on that one too uh, that people don't know about. We're going to talk about. We're going to have um, our friend uh, Master Fawn on the show. Our yeah. friend Tom's going to come on here. And wasn't it also that they got away with a lot because they had fake companies too. Yeah. Well, we're going to get on the end of that in a minute. Um, mm -hmm. But we're going to have uh, Tom come on because he's uh, Tom's really smart. With cryptocurrency and uh, Bitcoin and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. What he doesn't know is that there's a giant hole in it and it's about to take a plum. Like a big plum. It's go going into the toilet. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. You know why? Because people like to hold money in their hand. And crypto, you can't. You can't hold cryptocurrency. Mm -hmm. Crypto, by its very nature, it, it means electronic. It means um, in the void, essentially. Right. Because essentially, here's what you're doing: a cryptocurrency is like the. It's like this. It's like having like a like a card, you know. And and that's it. Yeah. And once once it's used up, it's used up. That's it. Um, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of people don't know. Um, but once the Vatican gets a hold of cash, trust me when I tell you, folks, there's a lot of places they can spend it. Oh, oh yeah. Lot. Money laundering, too. You never know. Yeah. We're going to talk right now. Pastor Steve during break mentioned this. There, do you know what WikiLeaks is, right? Can't okay. make it up, guys. Listen to this, Amelia. Okay. Can't make it up. There is actually, <laughs> there's actually a, a a part of the Vatican, the uh, former priests, this you know disgruntled priests left the priesthood, and they started a Vatican Watch site called VatiLeaks. You know, like WikiLeaks. This is called Vat right. Vat uh -huh. VatiLeaks. Yeah, a book called His Holiness was released. In 2012, based on the leaked secret papers of Pope Benedict, the private documents were leaked by Benedict's own butler, and they were uh, they were sent to 
Father Gianluigi Nuzzi. That's his name, Gianluigi Nuzzi. He was a priest, a former priest that had left the Vatican and now runs this VatiLeaks. After reviewing the documents, an internal investigation was held. The investigation revealed that the individuals were not from the individuals who were not from the Vatican were blackmailing gay bishops since they had broken their celibacy vows. But again, how can you not break your vows? Because they got a club at the fucking Vatican. Right. A pedophile priest to play with little boys. You can't make this up. And we're not even talking about um, Gianella, Louis, uh, uh, Gianella Luisa. Now, you don't know who Gianella Luisa is. You never heard of her. You know why? Because she went to the Vatican and disappeared. She disappeared in the Vatican. Wow. She was murdered because she had information she was about to expose to them. They asked to see her like a dummy. She went she and went. met with them, hoping that they were going to, you know, squash all this, sure. you know, wash it over, smooth it out. Didn't work out that way. Yeah. That was she went in and she never came out. They have pastor. You got to answer this question for me because you you're the only ones got to answer this. Where do disgraced priests and clergy go? Um, if not to jail after they commit a crime? Well, there's a couple places. They either get defrocked. Like in my case, I mean, I could be defrocked, as you already know. Mm -hmm. I mean, that doesn't mean I still can't preach. I mean, look, you can go join another denomination if that's concerned. But as far mm -hmm. as I so you e you either get defrocked or they move you to a parish out in the middle of nowhere. Yep. Nobody's going to attend. So the church might only have. A Are you hear what he's saying, folks? Yeah. Good. Wow. Good. You might have a parish of five people on a deserted island. That's in the middle of there. nowhere. Right. Or you end up pastoring a bunch of people in witness protection. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> Here's what happens. Here's what happens to priests that are found guilty of crimes in the Vatican. This is real. It's And you probably never heard of this. I'm going to teach you something. You too, Amelia. Okay. It's called the Apostolic Penitentiary. It, and listen to this one. This ought to scare you. The Apostolic Penitentiary is a secret tribunal that investigates heinous crimes of clerical individuals. It was founded in uh, 1179, founded in 1179, and was kept secret until 2009. Wow. Only the Pope, only the Pope can grant you absolution if you are brought before the tribunal. In other words, think of it like this. If you commit a crime in America uh -huh. and you're, uh, you're sentenced by a jury, the only person who can overturn your conviction is the president of the United States by pardoning you. Exactly. Even a judge cannot. Once a judge issues a sentence, he can't take it back. Only the president of the United States can pardon you. 
Listen to this one. Again, think about what we're talking about. Only the Pope can grant you the absolution brought to people before the tribunal. Examples of sins include assassinating the Pope, a priest exposing the sin or indignity of a person to another. In other words, violating the confessional. People have even tried to get that. They try to get it out of you. Mm -hmm. You cannot. Once someone right. tells you something, you die with that. It'll be with you for the rest of your life when okay. you take vows. Yep. It's time for our last commercial break, actually. Um, you know what we're going to do, Amelia? I think we're going to bypass this commercial break. Okay, sounds good. And thank our sponsors for uh, for letting us do this, and they appreciate us, and we appreciate them. Um, we're going to continue. Um, the Pope is the head of the tribunal. No decision in the apostolic penitentiary can be made without the Pope's approval or dismissal. If your if your crime is so heinous, it must call for the majority of the penitentiary to either absolve you or it automatic and immediate excommunication takes place then. Yeah. Okay. In 897 AD, Catholic Church put a dead man on trial. Dead pope, wasn't it? Yep. Known as the cadaver pope, the posthumous trial of Pope Formosus was held by Pope Stephen <laughs> Pope Stephen the Sixth. Wow. His successor, Formosus, was accused of usurping the papacy. Yeah, Despite being dead for seven months at that point, the body of the Pope was exhumed. You can't and. make this up. Yeah, he was exhumed and put on trial with the skeleton part. They, wait a minute. They still do the same thing. To, they, I'm not kidding. They do the same thing today. I'm not kidding. You can't make this up. Oh, yeah. Big time. Well, there's some cultures that even dig up their relatives. I think it's an Asian culture. Yep. They dig up their relatives every few years. Mm -hmm. And they play with their bodies. They dress them up. They, they walk them. them. Yes. They walk with them. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, I mean, look. That's they do the, that in Africa. I know that. Zimbabwe. Resting place, isn't it? Yeah. Listen to this one. This is crazy stuff. The body of the Pope was exhumed, dressed in ecclesiastical attire, and brought to the papal court for judgment. A deacon was even appointed to speak on behalf of the dead Pope. <laughs> God's crazy. He was found guilty. And all, all his acts of as Pope were declared null and void. His body was stripped of his garments and dressed in rags. His three fingers of benediction were cut off his body and oh. cast into the river Tiber, where ancient Romans disposed of their infamous criminals uh, for centuries and centuries. Give you an example. Um, you know who Brutus was? The, the guy who killed Caesar? Yeah. When Brutus killed Julius Caesar... Um, he was hunted down, he was killed, and his body was dismembered and thrown into the, the river Tiber. Oh, my goodness. Um, 
So let's talk about this because we're going to be here for a little bit. So what did they yeah. do after they found him guilty? Did they not bury him there anymore? Did they bury him somewhere different? If they find you guilty? Yeah, they, they, they reburied him, but they did not consecrate the ground. No, oh. he was buried like an ordinary layperson. In oh. rags. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, in rags. But, you know, the scripture says as for the dead, they're conscious of nothing. Exactly. So, like, if you really believe what the word says, you know, anyway, there's just so much. We're going to talk about that, Pastor, because what you said has opened up a can of worms for centuries. Yeah. Right. The dead have no conscience of anything. No. It's not like you can well, if, ghost to come down and say breathe. <laughs> well, here's the thing, Amelia. Now, Amelia, hold on a second, because... Mm -hmm. There's something important here, and mm -hmm. I think you might follow into it. Here's the thing, and understand this. If we believe the Bible as Christian people, okay, if we believe the essence of the Bible, forget whether it's literal or not, right. which I do not believe it is. Now, for one moment, and you know how I feel. I've right. never believed the Bible was a literal book. Because you, if it were, you could no human being could maintain that standard. We we can't. We just can't. Because we're human. You have to be divine just to be able to, to to ascertain everything that's in the Bible. Here's the problem. If you say the dead have no need of conscience, okay, which is true, or they, you know, then. If you assume that to be the truth and you assume that to be the historical truth, then everything in the Bible is bullshit. Why do I say that? Because were it not for spirit, spirit is our conscience. When the body dies, the spirit rises. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. the spirit lives but people have made that argument for decades for centuries yeah. well, not for decades anyway that that well they say well, well listen it's in the bible read it you know that the the conscience is dead well, you know um the the, well it's supposed to it's decayable we're supposed to be like the, the human body is like fertilizer Essentially, it, is. it really mm -hmm. is. Yeah, and I think it's such a to be honest with you, I think it's such a waste to put a body in a box and bury it because neither the box nor the body really at that point caskets are made so well. Well, they're yeah. doing a new thing now, they're burying people in biodegradable, so they have it now that will actually help produce. I'm a tree. If people want to become a tree, they can. Yes. Yeah. They're doing that nowadays, which is interesting. It, it is interesting. <laughs> and you know what? Hey, I'm I'm all for it. If it, I, I'm I'm absolutely serious. I'm absolutely serious. I'm for that, and I'll tell you why. Yeah. I have, and everybody, it's, it's no secret. Everybody knows. Upon my death, I wish to be cremated. Okay. I do not want. I do not, and I'll tell everybody now. I may as well say it now. I don't want a viewing. I don't want a box. I do not want anyone to buy or rent a box for me. I mean, it's a casket. Put me, I want to be lightly wrapped 
and placed on a table and put in the incinerator. But make sure I'm fucking dead before you do it. Okay? Because I have too many stories I've read about people that were not dead. And, you know, I popped up at the last minute, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's for real. There's a lot of stories like that. There was a story of a woman that was dead for six hours and came back to life in the hospital. Yeah, sat straight up. Just, yep. Yeah. They call that something. I forget. There is a name dead, for it. Dead sleeping or sleeping dead. And well, no, there's actually a medical term for it. I don't know it offhand. Yeah, crazy stuff, though. Um, let me do this, Amelia. I am going to do that break now. Okay. Why don't we do this? Um and well, that's just one of you know Amelia's favorites. I have to do this. <laughs> no, Amelia. She gets so hot when she sees this guy, folks. I just can't <laughs> watch this. We'll be back in a, in yeah, maybe the first a minute. <laughs> we'll be back in a minute and a half. What's Buzz Podcast wants to welcome Radioactive FM eighty eight point six in Wellington, New Zealand, Radio Perth, Australia, and RTL Radio one hundred two point five. In Milan, Italy. Welcome aboard and welcome to the bus. Do you have sweaty balls or volleyball netty balls? It's time to make them ready balls. The Manscaped.com lawnmower 3.0 will do the job and clean your knob with its patented no nick head so your head will function as desired. Enter promo code Wrestling Future. For a generous 20% discount, that's Enter Wrestling Future for a 20% discount. Manscaped.com and Wrestling with the Future, going balls to the walls with Manscaped.com and the Lawnmower 3.0, your balls will thank you. And so will we. Step one, train the people only to consume. Step two, infiltrate adults with the news. Step three, indoctrinate the children through the schools and the music and the apps on the phones that they use. Step four, separate the right from the left. Step five, separate the white from the black. Step six, separate the rich from the poor. Use religion and equality to separate them more. Step seven, fabricate a problem made a lie. Step eight, put it on the news every night. Step nine, when people start to fight and divide, take control. This is called situational design. We are back with What's the Buzz, America's Best Popcast, joined by the Rowdy Rev, Pastor Steve Kwiatkowski, the Pitbull, Amelia Pitbull Chapman, the mouth of the South, <laughs> pain in the ass at large, <laughs> yeah, right. and landscape you? <laughs> lover everywhere. <laughs> He's talking about himself, people. And I am the, shut up. <laughs> and I am the mad dog. So, we are talking about... Um, we're talking about secrets of the Vatican tomorrow night. We're going to get a little headier uh, inside uh, inside the Vatican tomorrow night is um, really an expose of what are they really hiding? Let me give you just a little sample of what I'm talking about. And it's and it's a so bear with me. We mentioned a little bit earlier tonight, Pastor Steve, the evidence of extraterrestrial life. Mm-hmm. Rumors suggest that the Vatican holds proof of the existence of extraterrestrial life in the form of extraterrestrial skulls and some other artifacts. Some sources, oh yeah, some sources say, and this is what we're going to get into tomorrow night, 
the Vatican archives contain proof that the Pope is conspiring with extraterrestrial beings to implant everyone on Earth with computer chips. Where have we heard that one? Elon Musk? Okay, Neuralink? Interesting stuff. Yeah. Something else that we need to talk about, and this is the this is the, will rock the foundation of the Catholic Church and other Christian-based churches as well. The Vatican purports to contain a document that Jesus Christ never existed. Okay. There are reports that the Vatican archives contain communication between Emperor Nero and St. Paul regarding the existence of Jesus. Knowledgeable Vatican clergy believe that the Vatican is hiding proof that Jesus Christ did not exist. Now, let's talk about this for a little bit. And then tomorrow night, we got a lot to cover. Because we're going we're gonna to end the show on this one. And then we're going to pick it up tomorrow night on this one. Because this is going to, to expose the Vatican archives. They are the most secretive single archives on planet Earth. There are 56 miles. This is what I'm saying. 56 miles of paperwork. Okay? You can't make this up. 56 miles of paperwork in the Vatican archives. More than 37,000 documents in the archives. Going back to the alleged time of Jesus and prior. Okay. If Jesus existed, we need to know. We must know. Right. If he did not exist, then it's the foundation of our, our and everyone else's faith. I had a, well, you know, years ago, I met him in a vision. Right. So that really, Jesus, Jesus' name is Yeshua. Yeshua. Yeshua, which yeah. is translated Joshua. Jesus yeah. Is the, you know, anyway, but that's and that's true. important too because um, an ostuary, an ostuary was recovered and it had the name Joseph, which translates to Joseph on the ostuary. Yeah, it, it said, it said Joseph, it said. Uh, Mary, which, the name that translates to Mary, and it said Yahshua on the ossuary. It had the three names. And then, but what, what cinched it for people, there was another ossuary in the same crypt that said James on it. Then the Hebrew name for James, which is because there's no James. Right. So it had to be some other name, but it translated to James. Jesus had a brother named James. Okay. Jesus was Yeshua or Joshua. Mary was his mother. Joseph was his father. Was he born of a virgin birth? There's debate about that. The, the Vatican says maybe not. No. Okay. This, we're talking about this. 
the Vatican archives have a document. They believe that Mary was not a virgin. They believe that Mary consummated her marriage with Joseph and had real actual sex. All story. They say all story of the day. Remember what I said earlier in the show. When people wanted information handed down, they did one of two things. They told stories or they drew pictures. And those are the only two ways. Look up in the sky. You see a bird. If I see that bird, I could easily mistake that bird for an airplane. Why? Because it's got wings that go out this way and it's got a tail. So they saw odd looking birds and they thought they were creatures flying high in the sky coming from the heavens, the Anunnaki from whom the heavens came. Okay. And the Bible is very clear as to what it says, but the Vatican archives, they've got stuff that's not in the Bible. You got to remember that. Pope Constantine and the Council of Nicaea, they only put 66 books in the Bible. An actual, a real Bible with all the books in it, you're talking five, 600 books, Pastor. That's a lot of books. That's a lot of info. Here's why they did that. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it real short because we got a whole show tomorrow night to do yeah, but that's just the tip of the iceberg, because here's what happened. The Vatican has nearly 700 books, 66 of which make up the canonized King James Bible. All right, we know that. We, always, we also know that there are 12 other books called the apocryphal books that make up the Catholic Bible. We know that. Okay. Yeah, the, exactly. You know, okay. the, the, the book of wisdom, all that. Yeah, we know all that. Here's what we don't know. We don't know why. Well, we think we don't know. We don't know why those books were not included in the original. But, but here's the answer people get. And I think it's the correct answer. The clergy, particularly the papacy, the Vatican. Remember, they're supposed to be the smartest of the smart, the brightest of the bright. They didn't think as much today as the military is with us. They didn't think back then that, how do I want to say this and be kind? They didn't think that people could handle that truth. In other words, what I'm saying is they thought people were stupid. Right. You know? And it's hard to control a population if they're smart. You understand what the military does today? They, The military today learned from the Vatican. Keep people stupid. Yeah, now, because I work, you know, I have a friend that I work with on Saturdays. I do a Roman Catholic Mass. Now, mm -hmm. he always teases me. Yeah, you guys call it the Apocrypha. It's our Deuterocanicals. He breaks my stones. Because... Mm -hmm. In mm -hmm. our Anglican tradition as Protestants, we, we have the Apocrypha. But the reason why mm -hmm. it's not necessary is because it never passed through the canons of the church. What are the canons? They're the lawmakers. Mm -hmm. you know, as far as the ecclesiastical laws, yeah. 
and those books were irrelevant for salvation during the Reformation. So, and, and I, I get that, and I, and I, and I yeah. absolutely agree with. It. However, and you and I have had this discussion before. I believe that the apocryphal books are absolutely essential sure, to, to telling the story for a, a concise story. Here's why I say that. Sure. How many people have said to you, Pastor, the Bible is full of hypocrisy. It's full of contradictions. You know why? Because it tells this part of the story. It skips this much. And then it goes to this part of the story. And it doesn't tell, it doesn't flow like a story. It goes boom, a boom, a boom, a boom. Well, there's this new thing. So, no, I think I know what you're talking about. Outside of the apocryphal, because mm -hmm. we do use it. Um, oh, yeah. but Not often enough, but yeah, but, you yeah, do. We do. But, like, they're talking about the book of Enoch now, right? That's what you're referring to. like One, that's one, one of them, of, yeah. Yeah. And then the book of Judas, the book of Mary. Mary yeah. Right? I mean, and the Vatican certainly, I would say, would be holding those things. And guess what? Here's the funny part. Are you ready for this? Can't make it up. The Vatican, the Vatican said, yes, the book of Judas is legit. They said it. The book of Judas is legit. The gospel of Mary is legit. The only problem they had was the book with the book of Enoch is that there were certain things in the book of Enoch that didn't fall into what they believed was a, a scriptural timeline. They also picked up a lot of Babylonian religion within their denomination. Absolutely. Yeah, for of, sure. Uh, from the days of Babel. Mm -hmm. That that that's true. I mean, I wouldn't yeah. discredit that. One of the things that uh, that I you know, and you know, I I was going into the Franciscans. I was going to join the Franciscan mm -hmm. priesthood. I've always been a Bible historian, a Bible scholar. Um, I don't know the Bible inside and out, and I don't have to. No, if so. you ask me where this is, I could I could tell you where it's at. Right. You know. Nobody in, in the world. I was just talking to somebody on the phone the other day about it. They they were talking about this Muslim who apparently had the entire Quran uh, memorized. Mm -hmm. like, well, that's a damn lie. I said not yeah. even every preacher has the Bible memorized. Well, wait a minute. I got news for you. I never Muslim women. The I'll tell you who the worst are. Muslim women. Muslim women will fight you. They will fight you physically, fight you over believe, scripture. I can believe that. Think about all the suicide bombers. They were women. Women, yes. Women. women. Strapping stuff underneath the hijab. Yeah. All women. That's true. You can't, I can't make this no. up. I mean, we see I'm it not, on the news all the time. Yeah. What? Yeah. Go watch CNN or NBC yeah. or whatever, any news channel. And a lot of them, their self-esteem is so low from because in, in the tradition of Islam, the men tend to beat the women down. Yeah. So oh, my God, yeah. So their self-esteem yeah. is so low. So whatever purpose they have, whether it be good or bad, mm -hmm. makes them feel better. You know, they're already beaten down. So why wouldn't yep. they do something like oh, that? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And so... 
Um, yeah, you know, it it's gotta understand something, you know, when, when we come on this show and we have these debates and these discussions, we don't know beforehand where we're gonna go with this. No. None you know, I have a simple format. We come on, we have commercial breaks, and we have a closing. What Amelia, Pastor, and I do between seven and eight, nobody knows. We don't even know. <laughs> right? Because you never know. A subject could turn into something else. And then it we can... comes yeah. out. We, we, yeah. we let the spirit move, and the spirit moves. You know? You know who needs to watch these shows? Priests who need information need to watch our shows. Sure. Because I need to start educating some of the clergy. I'm not saying that in a cocky way. There are. I, I'm educated. I, I know what you mean. The summer so misinformed. Yeah. I know. I'm usually the one that kind of with them, with my own coworkers. I'm gonna I'm gonna let people in on a little <laughs> secret, and I, I don't say this often enough. I'm proud of Pastor Steve. Oh, He's a young yes. guy who invested the time Thanks. to learn. I have a word for all of you aspiring clergy out there. Learn. Right. Learn what you're supposed to be talking about. Maybe. Understand it. Absorb it like a sponge. You hey, don't have to memorize the whole Bible, but at least be able to know where something is. Amen. All right. Like me, I, I haven't memorized the whole Bible, but if you say, uh, Pastor Steve, say the, the mad dog. Uh, where do you find this, this, and this? I'll tell you where to go. I'll tell you where to find this. Just look in the index. Right. Exactly. If you no, don't know. The index no. In the <laughs> no, if you don't know, ask questions because that's the only way you're going to learn. It's it's very simple. Think about think of it this yeah. way. Mm -hmm. The Bible is broke up into two sections. I'm going to yeah. teach everybody how to read the Bible in, in uh, a minute and a half, okay? Watch this. It's two, two sections. 66 books in the Bible. Broken into two sections, the old and the new, okay? Everything from Matthew to the end of the book, that's the New Testament. Everything from Malachi to Genesis, that's the Old Testament, okay? That's all you need to know. That's it. Old and new. If you're talking about Jesus, you're in the New Testament. If you're talking about Moses and Ezekiel and Daniel, you're in the Old Testament. That's all. Except for the prophecy of him coming in Isaiah. But they never called it. They never mention his name. They say the Messiah. And the wonderful counselor, mighty God. Yeah. Peace. Well, and that's why there are some people. We're going to talk about this, too. There are some people who don't believe that was Jesus. They believe that was Lucifer. Wow. They think that, yeah. There are people who think that Lucifer is Jesus, Jesus. I know and Jesus is the devil. Do you know what's funny? And it's I'm not making this up. That ideology came out of Islam, by the way. I, I, but am I making this up? No, you're they, not. No, I'm not. But Yeshua, for everybody, is Jesus' real name. That is his yeah, name. Yeshua, Yeshua, which means Joshua. That's Jesus' real name is Yeshua. In, in, the, in the Hebrew language. There's you. There's no letter J. The letter J is pronounced often as a Y. A y. Or H. Mm -hmm. 
It's pronounced as a Y or an H, yeah. depending on the name. There are no J's. Yet. Correct. There's, there's no, there's like James would be something like, uh, like Heim. Mm-hmm. Something or like, like Jaime or something like that, but in the Spanish yeah. way. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. J- Jacob is Yaakov. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yaakov. Um, I'm going to say how we... I'm going to find out something right now. I believe James is Jaime in Spanish, if I'm not mistaken, but uh, and a lot of people would say I want to check something. You guys talk for a minute. I'm going to see something. Yeah. And then, so, <laughs> he just left us like that. <laughs> but I can't really hear you, but... um. I think we have a sound uh, thing right there. But as he was saying, that's going to be part two as well. We're going to be talking about the Vatican again. And if you don't know yet, December the 4th, we're going to be doing open forum funny TikTok videos. And December the 5th, we're going to bring back Stephanie Dudley for part two. She's an amputee. So we'll be bringing her back on December the 5th. Very nice. Yes. And then on the 11th and 12th of December, we're going to do something a little bit more Christmassy. On the 11th, we're going to be doing weird Christmas gifts. And on the 12th, we're going to be bringing back favorite Christmas gifts, our favorite Christmas gifts as kids. We're going to be talking about that. And then on the 18th and 19th of December, we're going to be talking our year, our year in show, bringing back some of our favorite videos. The name James in Hebrew is pronounced Yaakov. Yaakov. Oh, wow. Mm Mm-hmm. Yaakov. Which would make sense. But in Spanish, it's like you said, it's Jaime. Jaime, yeah. That's how you would say James. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yaakov. Yeah. Yaakov. Yaakov. What did I miss? Anything good? I was just telling everybody that on December the 4th. Was she babbling again this morning? No. (laughs) You. (laughs) On December the 4th, we're going to be open for more funny TikTok videos. And then December 5th, we're going to bring back Stephanie Dudley for part two. She's our amputee that never yeah. gives up on the go. She is Bless a character, her. this woman. Stephanie yes. Dudley is, is an amputee. But she is some serious go-getter. Oh, yes. She don't let nothing. She doesn't let having one leg stop her. Hiking, horseback riding, Everything. camping, you name it. Yep. Yes. But, you know, it wouldn't surprise me when she comes back. To see that she went bull riding or something. I wouldn't be surprised you know, either. <laughs> on a Bronco. Right? She's a, she's a character, this girl. And then December very 11th. Is pretty girl and smart as a whip. Yes, very smart. Yeah. December 11th, we're going to be talking about weird Christmas gifts. And on December 12th, we're going to be talking about our favorite Christmas. Our favorite Christmas gifts as well. I've gotten some weird gifts over the years. I really have. <laughs> really, really have. Um... Pastor Steve, what's the what's the strangest Christmas gift you ever got? <laughs> I'll tell you what, we did um, white elephant gifts one year. My old, you know, at St. Paul's. Yeah, I think I got uh, an applesauce drink. Someone yeah. gave me a. It was goofy. I'm like, what am I going to do? And they said, well, eat it. I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> the, craziest, the craziest gift that I do know. Mm-hmm. My uncle, my my other uncle Angelo, because there's this uncle Angelo, yep. mm-hmm. but Uncle Angelo, you know, I'm Primavera. I do, yeah. One year, tw- twice, he brought um a pack of hamburger meat. He gave my nonna, my grandmother, you know, and then the next year he gave her a bottle of aspirin. That was her <laughs> Christmas gift. Now that's, that's just nuts. I'll tell you who gave the best Christmas gifts. Mm-hmm. His grandmother. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Anybody who walked into 
Stephen's childhood home and his grandmother, Mim, God bless him. <laughs> You have to remember something about Steve, his mother, and his late father, God rest his soul. Thank you. All musicians. All of us. Every of us. one of them. His uncle Stretch, his yep. dad, his mother, and him. Yeah, I play. I'm professional pianist. Oh, but yeah. He plays the banjo. Yep. He plays the guitar. Yep. Yeah, but by the way, I got another one. I got two of them now. Nice. <laughs> nice. My wife said, what are you doing? She, I said, I'm starting a band. <laughs> Right. With yourself. <laughs> another one. Wait a minute. I, I gotta tell you the best. I was gonna buy another one. I was gonna buy an acoustic that's got an electric pickup on it. They're nice, actually. They had them at Sam's Club. I was gonna go buy one. She said, What do you need another? She said, You have two. I said, I want three. <laughs> you know, at one time I had two pianos in my house. Yeah, I know. I, I had the baby grand in the front. Mm -hmm. My poor grandmother, God rest her soul. Mm -hmm. I had the baby grand in the front and the upright in the dining room. Yep. I know. It's true. <laughs> and an organ. And he loves to play loud. Yeah, I don't have a soft hand. No, he doesn't. <laughs> that church, when you walk past that church or you drive up the driveway, your car shakes because he's playing. <laughs> oh, Pastor Steve's at the piano today. <laughs> it's, not, it's not Cindy. It's not somebody soft handed. <laughs> um, I'll tell you what, though. I'm so proud of you. I really am. Oh, uh, oh I got to show everybody thank my you. gift. I have to show this. Look at this. Check this out. This is, I'm so proud of this. Oh, yes. He loves his Santa. Yeah, yeah. I bought a Santa. Where did you go? Look, folks, I bought a, he lights up and everything. <laughs> I, turned, I put, this was the best 10 bucks I ever. That's right. Yeah, here you go. Great. Great. Here you go. You want to play with my Santa? <laughs> you know, if I dyed my beard white, we could be twins. I just need exactly. I got to grow a little about my white beard early. I shaved it off. Thank you, God. <laughs> you can see all my white. I'm full right here. Yeah, right. It's all right. Oh, I wanted to talk to you about something too. Uh, after after the uh, sure. show, that you just reminded me. We're talking about Santa and the beard. And show. <laughs> um. Amelia, what else we got going on? Uh, after those two days, we're going to be talking about the end of the year shows. You know, uh, our favorite guests or favorite videos that we collected. We have, yeah. The, the, did you tell them about the best of? Yeah, it was so many to choose from. So if we didn't choose your video, don't take offense or anything like that. It's yeah. Just, there's so many to choose from. I can so tell many. you who we'll talk about, but we won't see them. Mm -hmm. Because I can't stand to look at their faces. Mm -hmm. Is our friends at Savannah? Our our, our <laughs> friends at Savannah Paranormal. That was going to be funny. Oh, I watched that today. I was I fucking fell out <laughs> of my chair laughing. I was like, oh my god, he called them on it. I had a bunch of fake ghost hunters on the show, Pastor. Kind of like the doctor. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, and guess what? And and I, Amelia, tell me. They nope. walked off the show. They did. They flipped us off and everything. And they really? Yeah. Because yeah. Uh, we called them on telling a, a spirit to breathe. How can you tell a spirit to it's calm down and breathe? breathe. <laughs> a guy can claim to be a psychic, quote unquote psychic, saying to a spirit, alleged spirit, I, I know you're excited, but just take your time and breathe. Time and breathe. A, a spirit, you want to tell a spirit to take his time and breathe? <laughs> He's dead. He's a spirit. They don't breathe. Yeah, they don't breathe. They just exist. Uh, yeah. 
Oh my lord, it's crazy stuff. Man, I knew a guy that used to go around driving a decommissioned ambulance wearing a lab we, coat. We knew him, yeah. We call him the yeah. doctor. You're talking about Bob. Yeah. Yeah, there was just so <laughs> many. <laughs> is, uh, Amelia, and I'm gonna tell you something about, about Dr. Bob. Okay. Dr. Bob was 400 pounds. God bless him. He was a nice guy. Really yeah, nice guy. but funny as hell. Funny as hell. Really funny guy. But he had a Pastor, tell me if yeah, I'm lying. No, that's the truth. He had a, an exact replica yep. of the Ghostbuster. Oh, my gosh. There's one driving here in Florida, too. He had a real Ghostbuster, like, like the real yeah. deal. Yeah. Okay. He had one. Then... Mm. He had a problem with that. He had to get rid of it. What do you think he did? Bought another he one. He bought an ambulance. <laughs> yeah, he I'm did. Not kidding. He bought an ambulance. And he will wear the lab. I got a picture of him yeah, in the lab around like gosh, the doctor. Did he ever stop anybody and help them? I think he did actually. He actually oh he got in trouble screaming down the um the, one of the roads around here. He's screaming, I got a heart case, trying to get through traffic, <laughs> put the sirens on. Oh, oh my God. I was laughing Did my ass off. Over? Uh, he got in trouble once. Apparently, he was dressed as a doctor with a white glove on. <laughs> he opened the back ambulance door and looked at someone in traffic and did this with his hand. Oh, my goodness. And then oh, no. <laughs> oh, my goodness. How is he not in jail? Oh my By luck, God. I guess. <laughs> you want to get away with fondling people in public, folks? Buy an ambulance and wear a white coat. Oh, Did somebody God. say doctor? Crazy. Somebody say doctor? Here I doctor. Crazy. Yeah. Oh, he was funny, man. God, that's bizarre. Yeah. But he was a lunatic anyway. I was funny. Oh. Hilarious. My mm. God. I'll tell you oh, what, man. Amelia, we're going to have a good one tomorrow night. Yes, we, are we are going to get deep into, tomorrow night, we're going to get into the Vatican archives. Uh, they have documents there that uh, that will blow your mind. We're going to talk about some of the speculated documents. Um, I, I think at this point we can go beyond speculation. Oh, yes. When it comes to the Vatican, because pretty much if they say the Vatican's got it, they probably do. <laughs> And we're going to talk about that tomorrow night. But in the meantime, on behalf of the Rowdy Rev, Pastor Steve Gwikowski, my co-host and producer at large, Amelia, the Pitbull Chapman. And I've lost her chops, but she's a nice. <laughs> That's she, right. She, she, she puts look, she puts up with me. She's got to be one. These two women are saints. Okay? I see <laughs> words out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I deserve it. We all are. We all are. And on behalf of myself, <laughs> the mad dog, I will see everyone tomorrow night. Be good to each other, folks. Be kind. It's the holiday season. God bless. God bless. See you tomorrow God night. <laughs>